Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I am joined by Sarah and Hillary and Evie. Evie is a artist and writer person, and we are very excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This week, we are going to be talking about love story. Love story. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, I imagine after watching this, we're all feeling very in love. <laughs> oh, so snugly. And oh, yeah. empowered as people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Our film today is Love Story. Um, it is from 1970. It stars Ryan O'Neill and Ali McGraw. To no one's surprise, uh, there were no women directors or writers on this film. Arthur Hiller was the director. The writer was Eric Siegel. Did he write the book too? He wrote the book. Now, I thought that the book came out, was successful, and then they made a movie about it. Okay. But in my research, it turns out that they that Eric Siegel sold the screenplay. They said, write a book so that people will get excited about the movie. What? He wrote the book. The book came out before the movie. So the screenplay was already written. That's so unusual. That's weird. Yeah. That's so, weird. Yeah, I think it was like a buzz, creating a buzz kind of thing. Like, let's release a book and people will get excited. And the book was very popular. Yeah. So uh, it was nominated for a number of Oscars. It was nominated for Best Score, which it won. So um, I'm sure you oh all God. were all Doesn't very moved by the music. Like, where yeah. do I begin? Me. Over and over again. And then it stops before the chorus of like, where do I begin? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. That's the it, only thing I remembered like, about After I, I watched it again today, I was like, I was trying to take a nap and I just heard it over and over again it really in my sticks head. sticks with you, doesn't it? Just like, I was like, make it stop. Before we actually get into the talking about the movie, let's um, go around the table and talk about what your experience was prior to this point with the film Love Story. Um, I remember watching an Oprah. She was talking about Love Story, and I, she was talking about Ally McGraw, and they talked about what a landmark movie Love Story was, and I had to be like 20 by the time I saw it, I'm like, I guess I should watch this. Everybody loves it. It, it, People do really love this movie. And then I saw it and I remember being really angry because the first thing I heard was like, love means never having to say you're sorry. Yeah. And even though I, at the time I hadn't been in any relationships, I was just like, you're like, that's bullshit. Right. Total bullshit. bullshit. I think like, I feel like love means like you've got to apologize. Like Like, more often. Yeah. (laughs) I watched this movie when I was maybe like 14 or 15 with my mom, we were like on this old movie kick and she was recording them all or like, I don't know, renting them from Blockbuster or whatever was around at that time. And Love Story was one of the ones that we watched. And I remember really liking it at the time. And I remember crying and like, wow. I do not feel that way today. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember liking it when I watched it so you at went 14, into it, 15. You went into it like, yes, this is... Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'd actually never heard of this movie, so I consulted my dad, the film buff, who yeah. owns like everything. And I asked him about this, and he was like, oh, yeah, um, that doesn't seem like something I'd own. Wow. So and, that's, uh, that says something. Yeah. And uh, he brought up Nicholas Sparks as like mm. a comparison. Like, this seems like, like something that Nicholas Sparks might have written. Yeah, it's an um, apt comparison, I think. So he said it was a very polarizing film at the time, that there were people who loved it and people who hated it. And he was one of the ones who thought it was not so great. You know, I had a similar experience to you, Ify. Like, I always had an interest in writing and yeah. film and, and all that. And I was told, I, I, I knew 
uh, the legend of this movie was that it, you know, had been nominated for Oscars and it mm-hmm. was this great movie and people just adored it. And I was like, well, I should check it out. So this was during my phase when I was like watching all the films in the 1970s. And so I think I was in high school. So I was probably around 18. I rented it and I watched it and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like I was, I like, I violently disliked this movie. Like the, I didn't remember anything about it. I hadn't seen it. So I'm mm-hmm. 36 now. So it's been almost, you know, 20 years since I've seen the movie. You know, that's how I felt back then. So I, I was interested to see if I would feel differently now that I'm an adult and I'm married and all of that. Every person that I talked to of my parents' generation, like people that like surprised me, like my uncle who was just like, oh, I love that. And I'm like, are you seriously? Like, I was really surprised. Maybe they saw it like when it was in theaters and then never saw it again. Maybe. (laughs) Even my dad, who seems like really not the sentimental type, liked it. That's awesome. All right. So let's let's get into this movie. You seem so distant. Let's just do it. You look stupid and rich. The house is a mess, Jack. Kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about love stories. So the first thing we have here, the music. It's the first thing we've got. We've got the music, and we've got Ryan O'Neal sitting in some empty bleachers and an incredibly long Zoom. So long. Yep. Well, it was the first of many very long zoom shots that I got very bored of very yep. quickly. I I love old movies from the 60s and and, and and 70s, but there was something different about this and it was like it was like the worst sound mix that I've I've heard in a like a yeah, a it, le- legit film. Yeah, that but again, I think there are a lot of films like I think even and the exorcist, you know, I know we're not talking about that film, but I but there are some rough moments I think uh, that have mix a mix that have that kind of really rough, like it's kind of hard to determine what's going on kind of mix. Uh, I, I don't quote me on that. Must I'm obviously like not looking that thing. up. Yeah, it was kind of a style thing, I think. And also, like, I think we're used to a much more like polished, glossy kind of production value, and that just was not yeah the aesthetic of that time. But I think it's also fair to respond to that with, Ugh, I don't like that, you know? It was like the crowd scenes. I think they were yeah. like too loud and I was just like, ah, turn it down. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the editing actually? Is this, yeah. a, is this a moment for that? Um, yeah, why not? Okay. Um, I thought, I found it, it just, the choppy editing to, for me, I was just like, why is their relationship suddenly so intense? Like, I don't. Yeah. Yes. I, like, I think- as far as storytelling, I think. I, I agree really. with that. I feel like the arc of their story seemed really intense. There's something I think that we're supposed to feel that I feel like really the opposite about. You <laughs> yeah, know? I feel yeah. like somebody was telling me to feel that way. And I was yeah. just kind of like, uh, make me. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge Try you. harder. <laughs> so the first thing we have is Ryan, we have Ryan O'Neill's character, Oliver Barrett. And he is delivering this monologue where he right off the bat tells us that, that Jenny has died. What can you say about a 25-year-old girl who died? She, she loved Mozart. She was beautiful, brilliant, loved Mozart and the Beatles. And that she loved me. And me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I left that one off because I thought it was lame. Um, <laughs> I laughed when he said, and me. And it was like, you are not on the level of Mozart, Bach, or the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's like this huge, there's a huge gulf between you and the Beatles, brother. Oh, yeah. 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 So right off the bat, we know some things about him. We know that he loved somebody. We don't, we don't know that they married yet. But we know that he loved somebody, that she died, and that he puts himself on 
par with the Beatles. We know that right off the bat. Um, and then we immediately go into this library scene. I find the premise of them like meeting and like how they started talking to each other. I just found it kind of hard to believe. I'm just, yeah, it was just too like, fast. Why was she so rude to him off the bat? Like what yeah. happened like a moment before that? that like yeah. Um, I think from, I guess from her, we get this general sense that she's tough yeah. and sassy and that that is trans translates into her and speaking in a very rude way. Yeah. I just, I don't, I feel like that's an archetype with female characters yes. too. Yeah. Where like, if you are sure of yourself and you're confident and like you have an opinion that you also have to be a total dick and right. like, you've got to be like, you look stupid and rich and like yeah. slap him and like be yeah. a, a and bitch setting up the like... classism right away as well yeah. I yeah. Think there's a lot of class issues I thought it was really interesting that she jumped into that right because they I don't know why did that come up so right in that first moment yeah, yeah they're like yeah. they're like we're not wasting any time let's set this up right off the bat he's Which, rich she's not yeah she was like I don't like him but then she it's also kind of it's meant to be kind of flirty but I didn't in that scene, I didn't feel any playfulness. I know it was supposed to be playful. Like, right. Yeah. yeah I just, it's like, it sounds like something I would say to a dude who's like hitting on me in a bucket bar. I'd be like, bitch, get away from me. You look stupid and rich. And like, and then walk cut away. To Hillary having coffee with him. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be honest. I like your body. That's why I'm but here. Right. Not, you so, oh my God. Now, I find it problematic that she's this really aggressive person, but also I kind of like it because yeah. again, we've got to view this through the 1970 lens where women were supposed to be demure and polite and, mm. you know, and that was kind of the, the, the woman archetype. And so I appreciate her not being that, but I also feel like we can get it. I feel like we should get into this later, but I also feel like there's also a, she can be strong and independent within certain parameters. And we see that fall away yeah. later as long as it's not inconvenient for him, she yeah. can be strong and independent. Yeah. yeah. And that, I think, is the thing that bothers me the most about her. Yeah. yeah. So they go out for coffee. I feel like she has him pegged, though, in this scene. Like, she's pretty much dead on. I heard pegged in a totally different way. I've been watching too much Broad City. <laughs> I was like, what movie were you watching? Oh, that would have made this movie a lot more interesting, would wouldn't it? Because then cooler. really, she would be in control all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. She would have dominated him in more ways than one. <laughs> he immediately, you know, begins talking about how embarrassed he is about how rich he is. And he comes from yeah. this, like, family name that has a certain status level and he's immediately ashamed of it and i find that character very boring too because i've never met a rich person who's like oh i'm rich but like i hate that about myself yes i feel like I that's an I've archetype too i feel like person. i've seen yeah. that a lot in in, in movies Especially with men. He's, he's, yes. like, he's just like, I just thought it was so funny that he's just yearns to be a regular boy and um, just go to, and it's, I don't, I also found it boring. Except yeah. like, when he needs daddy. Exactly. Yeah. And then he oh, goes yeah. back to daddy. Because it's convenient to But be he's rich, always hating like, him while he does it. Yeah. 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 And he's yeah. still a total dick. Yeah. Have we said her name yet? Her name is Jennifer Cavallari. Right. And she's, I believe she, she's supposed to be Italian. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like yes. working class Italian. Right. Yep. Yeah. So they go out for coffee. They're aggressively hate flirting with each other. Yeah. Like yeah. at some point he called her a conceited Radcliffe bitch. Right. Yes, right. I he drops her off. When he took drops a note off, about that. Yeah, I, I was just too. like, 
like he he talks to her he calls her a bitch a few times in this movie in a playful way and she like smiles at, and i'm like what i'm like i would not smile at you if you called me a bitch but even also as a like joke. when he says it like i know she says a lot of rude things to him but there's something like he's a, not kidding. disturbing about yeah, it there's yeah. like something yeah. hateful behind yeah. it where like she's being playful calling him preppy he's like calling her a bitch on the front porch and i'm like i would not be getting a second coffee with you like i think if you look at him on a surface level like he seems like he seems a bit abusive yeah on this mm-hmm. if you just yeah and again we're i know we're, watch, we're talking about a movie from the 1970s and i'm sure there are people out there who are listening to this that are going to say well you have to take into account what the time was and certainly we are but we're also women in 2016 viewing this through that lens and mm-hmm. to me as a woman i'm looking at that like i don't think that's cute he seems abusive like when he yeah. talks to her that way and we yeah. can get into i think some of his like physical aggression yeah a lot yeah. of that seemed very disturbing to me as well yeah. yeah and then even later with like the medical issues like i still felt like that was just like a way of controlling her and i just hated that that is something we definitely need the to way talk he about. acts like when he drops her off at night it just says a lot about what kind of person he is like through yeah. the whole entitled movie. yeah super entitled yeah. like i feel like he is the poster child of like rich white man's privilege like mm-hmm. i mean that's who he is yeah. yeah yeah and he is seems embarrassed by it not not that a, much yeah he still uses it when he needs it yeah like he's not willing to shed it really i don't understand why jenny who seems like an intelligent woman would like find him in any way interesting i right i mean he to me seems like a person who's been hit too many times playing hockey i'd like, like to see her going out with a nice violin player perhaps yeah, like yeah. a mathlete i really feel like if they were real people i'd be really and if i were friends with jennifer i'd be really disappointed that she was dating him. i'd be concerned about her right i'd He's, be like you can do better she could yeah. definitely do better she's so she's actually really smart and talented and mm-hmm. Just kind of, it doesn't really make sense to me why she would choose to alter the course of her life for this like and trash person. And she doesn't person. seem to have low self-esteem. No. So why? No. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make sense. I didn't hate him. I think the, the, the actor, I think I liked the, the, the actor and I liked some of his cho- choices, but the character I wasn't a big fan of. I actually think Ryan O'Neill, I'm going to say that I actually think his performance was, I feel like he was really acting his ass off. I feel like he was given a lot of hack material to work with and I think he was doing his best and I think he was trying, he was doing his best to make that person human. He didn't like, he, was, he wasn't a complete per- person. Almost impossible to like. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I mean, think that Ryan O'Neill's there. charm yeah. made that character like barely watchable. For <laughs> yes. <me>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, their whole relationship to me just kind of it feels like the girl, you know, that like got sucked into a cult and she's like the person you never thought you would like who would. Who's, you're right. Like, you're got like, self-confidence you're so smart. and like what she's so smart. You? And then like all of a sudden one day she's like worshiping Zenu and you're confused. Right. You're like, and, like uh, <laughs> that is an her. archetype. Like think about like Marge and Homer Simpson, like that, that character of like the smart independent woman who like falls in love with the doofus. She seems like a man's fantasy of a strong woman. That's, like it seems like a man a wrote really her. That's a really great way to, well, yeah. 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 Like a man wrote her and was like, this is my ideal strong mm-hmm. modern woman. Cause at the time this was when, you know, some of the gender roles were kind of shifting, but like, I think men were only willing to give up so much or society. I should say, I shouldn't blame all, all men necessarily, but mm-hmm. society was only willing to give up so much or to progress so much. And this was a man's idea of a modern strong woman who is strong when she needs to be 
for you. Yeah. She doesn't inconvenience you with her dreams or her 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 dying or any of that. She Supports just, you when she, you need yeah. to be supported. And that's exactly who she is to me. We are probably we should probably revisit this. But when she's like, "Would you support me while I go to school to to get the to yeah, take to the get the necessary education?" He's so like, I can "Work in a public school," and he's like, "Ho ho ho!" And I'm like, it's like yeah. she, "She's putting you through law school. She's yeah. literally putting you through law literally. school. Literally, she's paying for your law school because your dad yeah. isn't." And but at times, I really uh, like her. Like yeah, I don't I find do. her dislike. I don't dislike her the way that I do him. I actually no. feel yeah. like Jenny is trapped in a world that I want to help her escape from. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes to the hockey game. We have this hockey scene. This is the first hockey scene in the movie. And then immediately we're in the penalty box. He's yeah. in the penalty box. He beats up. This is like, I think the first in a series of moments where I was like, I feel like this guy has like a serious rage problem. Red flag. Yeah. Right. Red flag. Absolutely. It was just like your first date is like him in a penalty box but also like he doesn't want to talk to her like she tries to talk to him and he's he's very like he's a total jerk to her about it and i was just like bitch you invited her here and you can't even say hello like you're sitting on the sidelines does not bother her at all yeah Yeah. she just like laughs and like flits away yeah and continues to stay at the game i would have left yeah i think it's interesting that she asks him why are you in the penalty box and he says i tried too hard yeah. Ooh. That's like your typical man. Well, here, I can't do no wrong. Here I would like to say that I think there's a lot in this movie like that makes me kind of want to say like, "Oh, here's why feminism is good for men too." We're seeing like the effect of what being a man in this time period has upon this guy. And those are the moments where I actually feel bad for him when he's like trying to fit into yeah. this role of a man, and I feel like, "Oh man, I like I wish you didn't feel like you had to be that." I wish yeah, we lived. Yeah. You lived in a world where that didn't need to be the case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I like even in a later hockey scene. There's like they're all fighting, and it's just like the whole uh, everyone on the hockey teams on both sides are fighting. And I was just like, ugh, that sucks so much. That like, it's it's expected of you that you like have to get that into you a have brawl, to be aggressive, or that you your have feelings have to be expressed through through this aggression. Aggre- yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for you. Like yeah. that sucks. Patriarchy is not good for anybody. No. Certainly there are men out there who that is an identity that feels comfortable to them. But I feel like to put everybody into this box where you have to be aggressive and you can't talk about your feelings and, you know, you have to hate your dad like that. You know, all of that, (laughs) like it's it seems stifling. It leads to heart disease. Yeah. Short lifespans. I feel like. Wrinkles. Because. (laughs) I feel like because he only expresses his emotions and or he just tends to default to like anger or Mm -hmm. like physical aggression when it like in certain moments in the film even with her yeah yeah like i just don't i just think it i saw that and i see like these are learned behaviors yeah like this is what you get from Mm -hmm. a society where like if you learn that this is what a man is then you're going to like you're like well this is how i have to like this is how my all of my emotions come out as anger Uh, he then of course like rounds out this super charming date by saying that he, I may not call you for a few months or I might call you right away. And it's like, like right like, after he kisses like, her, don't fucking he pulls call away. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Right after this happens, just when I think he's the most disgusting person in this movie, the door swings open in his, in his apartment or dorm or whatever. And 
five of the grossest people are sitting around, oh including God. Tommy Lee Jones. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but they are disgusting. Yeah. And of course, naturally, they're sitting around playing poker and smoking mm-hmm. um, like one of those velvet paintings of dogs playing poker. That's what my college experience was like. Yeah, I remember a bunch of <laughs> old men sitting around smoking cigars, playing poker, and they talk Actually, about happened. they're immediately they talk about Jen, Jenny in like a condes- yeah like yeah. Yeah. yeah they call her a tight ass I think now for a second Oliver is seeming not so gross because he's like not putting up with it he's like it, he's like not cool you yeah. know not okay with it and then he goes into the other room like a fucking stalker and calls her immediately and you can still hear the guys in the other room still talking about her. Yeah. And he tells her he loves her. Right. So let's talk about how quickly this relationship moves. I think now's a good time to talk about this because it is like they waste no time. I I noticed this with the last two films we watched and this is the same. I feel like movies back then wanted to tackle a longer frame of like time. Like, Mm. like Mm. today this movie would have just been how they fell in love. It wouldn't have been their entire relationship. Mm. Maybe they would have, it would have been like the hunger games. Like maybe in the first movie they fall in love in the second movie. She gets sick. The third one, she just dies the whole time. (laughs) The third movie is just him sitting on the bleachers and it's like one long, slow zoom with the music swelling. (laughs) Um, directed by Peter Jackson. Okay, so so we have our second hockey game, which, by the way, I would like to point out, he tells her not to go to because he doesn't want to be distracted by her. And I think it's because he didn't want her to. That's because he didn't want her to meet his dad, right? Oh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. I thought he didn't want her. Okay. I mean, and right. That's probably yeah. it. I was like, what? Right? Like, you're gonna look at your pretty girlfriend and like mm, miss a like, shot or something? Yeah. yeah. I forgot about his dad. I forgot like who his dad was. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. And I'm like, this is why you're broken. You have to call your dad, sir. And you never get hugs. You know, I don't. <laughs> yeah. More hugs. I felt like hugs. he was putting that on himself. Though, I agree. Cause like the dad seemed, the dad seemed very like, like he was into him and like he was, he was asking about him and like, seemed like supportive. trying to connect yeah. the best trying way to connect. Could. And That's like, fair. and yeah. Oliver was just like, sir. Yeah. Like he was just seemed like a the, smarmy. The sir seemed almost like, yeah. You could substitute fuckface for sir. Yes. Like it seemed like that was the subtext of every time he said sir. What I was seeing was a entitled little shit who was acting like daddy was the, the cause of all his problems. Yeah. And, a, and an old man who probably because of the patriarchal world that they live in didn't really know how to connect with his son and was really trying. That's what yeah. I saw. That, and that, that was one of the more heartbreaking things in the movie to me, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So we, we meet Oliver's dad Mm -hmm. and then immediately we're introduced to Jenny's dad vicariously at this point, but Mm -hmm. through this conversation she has in the phone booth, she tells her father, Phil, I love you. Oliver looks like he wants to just punch a fist through that booth and just choke the fuck out of her. He seems upset. Yeah. In a violent way. He was not interested in finding out who she was talking to. She told him to calm him down. Like it could have been Phyllis. Yeah. Because he's got this, the thing on his face from the game. And she's like, oh, gosh, did you make the other guy look worse? And he's like, 
I always make the other guy look worse. And I'm like, Ugh. I know. It was so <laughs> creepy. I wrote that <laughs> Shutters down too. Shutters my too. spine. So creepy. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. Yeah. I also just really dislike the idea that a strong woman who's like comfortable being alone is scared of a relationship or is scared mm-hmm. of her emotions because. I think that's what people believed. Yeah. Though. I think yeah. it's what they expect, but yeah. I don't think that like any intelligent woman is really like scared of her emotions or like letting herself feel things necessarily but she still has to appease him and say oh i care cut to the love scene that disgusting kiss does he lay on yeah he lays on top of her they just roll around missionary of course yeah what else they're just rolling rolling around around and like smushing their lips against each other but not really like kissing kissing but just like It looked yeah. like terrible sex. Yeah, Although, frankly, terrible. did anybody want to see him angrily pounding away at her? Oh, no. God. Oh, I God. think I could have done oh, without God. that. Because, you know, it would have been <laughs> like one of those so hockey sad. games. And she's oh. like, it worries probably like, that was great. And she's like, was it? She's and, like, oh. and she's like laying there like, my head kind of hurts. I hit it on the headboard a few dozen times. Oh, she's God. Like, oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Now I remember why I wrote his dick is like a piece of broke mm. music. Yes, please Because she's tell. like, oh, well, there's Bach and Mozart and you. And I'm like, he is not at all making like, this world yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. better. Like, than you, like, you need to bury him far under that, exactly. that list. Maybe yeah. it's like Bach and Mozart and then maybe like Johnny, the guy who plays on the trash can outside your apartment. And yeah. then maybe and Oliver then under that. Oliver. Yeah. yeah. So now we go to the music concert and she's she's playing and he's entranced by her. Yeah. She's, he's Mesmer, really yeah. just... But yeah. he does look truly in love with her. He does. That, like, he looks... He yeah. 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 Like, he really... He seems at least in awe of, like, what she can do. And I appreciated that because it was probably the only, like, really soft moment he had. Yeah. There was nothing aggressive or possessive about it. Yeah. He really yeah. was just genuinely appreciating her talent. At this moment, I was thinking, all right, I'm waiting for the part where he marries her. And makes her give up everything that he loves about her. And, spoiler alert, that's what happens. That's exactly yep. what happens. Like, immediately next. Yeah. In fact, after the concert, oh yeah, this is, it's after the concert when she she's like, drops the bomb. And yeah. she's so happy and he pitches a fit. Well, she's like, kind of embarrassed about it, weirdly, where she's like, I got the scholarship yeah. to Paris. Yeah. Yeah, and she did, yeah. she didn't. I don't know. She seemed kind of reluctant to share it with him. Mm-hmm. And maybe because he's a violent asshole. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. She's like, she was like, please don't snatch this from my grasp. It's all I've ever wanted. Right. Yeah. And he does that. That's when he mentions that he wanted to marry her, though. Or right. Like, yeah. Suddenly he's her. proposing to her. She yeah. says, like, it's kind of in- inevitable that we'll gra- gra- graduate and go our uh, separate ways. Yeah. And he's like, how is it inevitable? And then they're both like, mm, we should get married. Right. Well, yeah, he's like, he's like, okay, instead of you following your dreams to Paris, how about you marry me instead? And, you know, I would be okay with that. Okay, great. Why don't you go to Paris with her? He can afford to go to Paris. He could afford to go to Paris. They would have had no reason. They could have eaten pastries off of each other. He he doesn't even have like his own ambitions. He doesn't even have like his own career that he really wants to be a lawyer. No, he wanted to be a hockey player. All right. So immediately after... Jenny meets the parents. We have this dinner with dad. And this is the first time he actually seemed like a bit of a dick. He says, I think you should wait to get married, which I fucking agree with. Yeah. yeah. But the reason it was seemed a little dick. But then dad 
says that he's going to disown him for marrying her, and that's pretty dick. Yeah, he says, if you marry me now, I will not give you the time time, time, of, day. The time of day. And he yeah. says something like, you I already, know, what, you I already know. Know, know the time of day or something like that. No, I like think that. he says you don't even know what time it is or, or something. what day it's, it is. Yeah, it's some kind oh. of insult to his dad that's I like, understand that you're the one with the thin candy shell. Well, so you know what I, I mean? It's very like, what I took from that <laughs> nice was like burn. that his dad is kind of like, old and like maybe a little senile gold well and like i would forgetful. say maybe it's more like you know like jenny and he and jenny are this like modern couple and they're oh, not maybe that's what it is like you yeah. don't even know what day it is like this You're is a new generation the old establishment yeah maybe that was it yeah i maybe i took it into a little much sadder realm <laughs> so i feel like the real life version of this is like dad's like i'm gonna cut you off and then the real life version is cut to oliver saying you know, He's like, like I think down, that's the real life version. And he takes a hard look at his budget. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's like, like got the adding machine out. Yeah. But no, yeah. he goes to the dean and says, I'm going to need a scholarship. Right. Oh, Which is the most the entitled scene? shit. It's yeah. like, and the dean is basically like, you're rich now. It's like men who whine about wanting more rights, like men's rights activists. I'm just like, uh. But you're you like, it's called, everything. it's yeah. called every single day of your life dude I know. yeah it, it just pisses me off like the whole idea of a millionaire begging for a scholarship so i really liked this next scene which was uh oliver meeting phil yes i liked yeah. phil. I love phil, phil is a really lot. phil is a good i feel like phil feels like a dad like he has a yeah. a fatherly relationship he feels like a person yeah, yeah. Like a person one of the few general. people in this movie who feels like a person yeah and he he wants him to you know make up with his his dad right yeah and then yeah. phil's heart gets broken when they tell him that they don't believe they're not a part of the catholic church and they don't even believe in god which is, is okay his but heart really broken though he seems like pretty accepting mm, of it which he I accepts says, it but he's upset he says he's it but he's upset. upset but that's the thing is that he's visibly upset but he's like like he's like yeah. that's great. He doesn't mean that's great. Yeah, no, but he's but like he's, I'm happy if you're happy because he's I'm like dad okay, and that's I will accept like he, this. He knows his daughter. Like they in the way that Oliver and Big Oliver don't know each other, or we like, could call him not Jimmy Stewart because for a Jimmy while Stewart. I was like, is that Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I liked that scene too because like it was the thing like he says, oh, you mean the bride speaks too, and she I says it's a yeah. new world, Philip, and I was yeah. like, oh, I love. I that. actually did really like yeah. that line. I wrote yeah. that down too. Because like yeah. a friend of mine just got married a couple months ago, and I went to her wedding, and when she her dad walked her down the aisle, and he brought her to the front, and the uh, officiant asked like who brings this woman to be wed and he said she comes of her own accord yeah and I've like yeah. all really the like awesome. ladies in the audience were like yeah that's really really awesome and, like, it was, I actually like, really loved their wedding I loved yeah. the modern yeah. wedding I loved yeah. that it was like kind of in this like library setting mm-hmm. um, I loved Phil he was, Phil was adorable yeah. I actually love what they they said said to each other. Like she had like this poetic kind of thing, and then he said he said really sweet things. He did. I thought what he said was very sweet. I thought it was really lame. <laughs> My husband and I, um, we did not get married in a church either. So we got married outside, and we had one of our friends get ordained on the internet, and he married us. 
Um, And we wrote all the vows and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, as we're writing them, we were like, could not do the whole like, when I look at you, the wind blows and and your your skin becomes my skin. And like, we couldn't do that. God, I kind of wish that's what you said. It was like, is that what being in love is? Like your skin? (laughs) I am going to write my own vows and it's going to be that. Your skin is mine. We we ended up writing things like... When you fart in bed, I will smell it. Like we were like, you know, joking Aww. about it, and yeah. it's like I mean, like I thought it was. It made it me want to barf. Sounded beautiful, but I w- I wouldn't have said it at, at at my wedding. I probably would have said something like that he said, just very sweet and like direct and simple and honest. Simple Aww. and honest. I did yeah. love what he said. Like it was again one of the few moments where I liked him. I liked him in that moment. What he said to her, I believed it. You my know? first thought about this wedding scene was that I never want to make eye contact with another human for that long but Hillary's like, like Hillary's like I will marry you but you you cannot I fuck me the whole time yeah you can't well, look me in the eye or spend the whole day with me right but that's so, like, like we get real... married we go back to our separate apartments yeah, that's Sorry, <laughs> intimacy though like have maintaining eye contact for that long because I think like I would like that I would like to have someone that I can do 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 do, do that with and not yeah. have it feel weird I feel like I'm gonna have to wear a veil at my wedding so that I don't have uh-huh. to look at my husband. I'm You're gonna, gonna be like, Hillary's like, oh. gonna be like wearing some kind of like bag over her face, <laughs> wearing like sunglasses and earmuffs. Like, is it my turn yet? Um, never mind. Oh, man. I'm gonna go back to listen to Beyonce. <laughs> Sarah does not like that. Yeah. There, there's actually a, a, a Buddhist med, med, meditation technique where you sit across from a person. And you just part of the meditation is you just stare into that person's eyes, yeah, and you just sit there do. and just like you just like make, make eye contact for as long, long long as you sit, which could be for like half an hour. Hillary's like, and that's not that's like my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, my nightmare. it's my nightmare too, but I think it's really interesting about like making that eye contact is yeah. really intimate, and it's like something that not everyone is you know com- 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 comfortable with. Uh, so they're married. I was confused because I thought he didn't have the money to go to school, but it seems like he is going to school. And I... she like rolls up on the bike and makes him a PB and J. And I'm like, is he in mm-hmm. school? Is he at the library? I'm like, I'm like, she does he the work? Whole loaf of bread. Yeah, I, yeah, with, with a <laughs> jar. Of, I was just of, like, of, I've got. I'm gonna use so many sandwiches, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, really, right yeah. now. And I, I I just he's just like ignoring her, placement. like looking in his book, ignore, ignoring but is, her. Is he studying? Is he? In he school? looked like he was. Studying. I don't understand. What's I think happening. that this is supposed to be like a moment where you're like, oh my god, they're so poor. She's making him wonder bread and skippy sandwiches. Like, like that is a good that meal. Is fucking she's like riding her bike everywhere. But also like that. That's like that's like sell your convertible then i know yeah. that yeah. that image right there of her like sitting there like ga- gazing lo- lovingly at him making him sandwiches while he just like ignores her looking at something else like that's like all of my relationships with men i think that's like women throughout time yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> loving <laughs> making a sandwich while he ignores her <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean just take a cell phone and put it in that guy's hand and he's also like, yeah yeah it's like what happened to me yesterday. <laughs> it's like what happens to me every day. I'm like, honey, are you listening? Are you? Are you? Okay. So there's there's another scene at their place. She seems upset about something. Apparently, they've gotten an invitation to dad's birthday. This scene was upsetting. Very upsetting. Yeah. She sees that they got an, an an invitation to RSVP for um his dad's 60th birthday dinner, 
and mm-hmm. he's like, I, I, I don't want to go. Right. Yeah. Um, and she's being a diplomat again. And he also oh, assumes yeah. that his mother out. addressed the card and he wasn't actually invited. Like his mother yeah. was just like. But he also makes he didn't her even look call at it. Yeah. to decline well, it. She decides yeah. to call no, and he no, says. He's like, no, no, oh, I'm he, not going to RSVP. He, he, he doesn't make her RSVP. do it. He makes her decline. Mm. but And, and she, she chooses to call. And then she says like he, in his own special way, he lo- loves you. And then he lunges at her and like like he's trying to intent to intimidate her with his he rips you the know. phone out of her yeah. hand and, he, yeah. and this is what he says i wrote this down he says get the hell out, out of my life yeah right i don't understand that when, when she is it's calling disturbing. and it like connects and his father picks up i know we can't hear mm-hmm. his father but i like my impression of that scene is just that oh she like her face just looks like oh like like she waiting. feels sad yeah like yeah. You know, I don't feel like his father is the type of guy that like answers the phone himself probably like the no. maid usually does that yeah. but if you're maybe expecting a call from your child like maybe mm-hmm. you're gonna pick up the phone yeah oh god that yeah. breaks my heart um she runs away I would have yeah. slapped him in the face oh, if man. he had ripped yeah. that phone out of my hands like that. That sounded, it also, I can't imagine what it sounded like. It mm-hmm. sounded very the, violent. Yeah. 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 Phone. yeah. yeah. So she, he goes looking for her and it's we watch him run montage. for a really long time. See, it's, yeah. it's, it's a montage of him looking for her and we don't see her. I also wrote down that he kind of deserves this because he's a total dick and like I'm kind of glad oh, yeah. by the end of it he's like running and really upset and like worried and I'm like yeah you be upset and worried but he also jerk. seems like a crazy person yeah like, he's yeah. like opening, he's opening all these doors door. he's I, in the I, music room like I feel like they're like what is your problem bro yeah. what is he doing <laughs> like looking yeah. in all these practice rooms I feel like again this is another example of like we're supposed to feel like this is romantic that he's like mm-hmm. running around looking for her and like I am not finding this romantic at all it's like crazy stalker behavior this is like the the abusive you know guy who's like who's just like slapped you and then like spends like the next half hour being like I'm sorry baby I'm sorry you know that montage was so long so endless I was beginning to like I kind of I was just like maybe this isn't related to the last scene like maybe he's just running around maybe he's taking (laughs) up jogging just his jog his morning jog the next day yeah and it doesn't really and it doesn't feel romantic it feels like it feels like a, an empty gesture. And this is the moment he comes back home and finds her on the stoop empty. and she forgot her keys. Mm-hmm. She's crying. Mm-hmm. And she says, and he says, I'm out. sorry. And he said, and she says, love means never having to say, right. I'm sorry. This is the, probably one of the most quoted line. I mean, one of the qu- most quoted lines from this movie, but a very quoted line. Just, I mean, in general, yeah. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Who came such up bullshit. with that? It is who? a like, man. Who doesn't want to have to say sorry? Yeah, yes. I guess <laughs> a man because, who just wants to like curl up and, and I'm fuck not saying at night without looking you know, you in the eye. I think my husband, I, I many men I know and women can agree that love means saying you're sorry like a thousand times a day. Like yeah. I, I started to wonder if maybe they were trying to say love means never doing the thing that requires you say sorry in the first place. Is that mm-hmm. it? I, uh, never having to say you're sorry. Right, so because it's like you didn't it, do the thing. Is no, it an assumptive like, sorry? Like, well, you love me, so you couldn't have meant to hurt me. Yes, that yes. That, yeah. That's what I think. Th- but even it if means. it requires that you never do the thing that requires you apologize in the first place, that seems like a lot of pressure, too. Yeah. Because you're a human and you're always going to make mistakes. I just, yeah. you know. It just I, seems like a very, like... Even when I saw this movie, even though I hadn't been in any relationships at that point, like, 
I, it just sounds like something that a very young person would think and feel. And I noticed how they put it in her mouth. Yeah. Like if, if he had says, said that, it would have like come across as being like, so now you're trying to not say you're sorry, but they, they, they the, the writer put it in her mouth. So that's like saying a, a wo- woman is saying it's okay to not say sorry. Exactly. Like, like it's okay they're to always this putting way. this off on her. It, even so much so that when you act violent towards me, I'm going to, and, and then apologize for it. I'm going to say, I'm going to let you off the hook by saying, love yes. me, never having to say you're sorry. Yeah. I guess, unless yeah. automatically yeah. Forgiven, you're no off the hook. You did to yes. me. But I'm not, but then again, I'm trying to decide if that's really what's happening here. If whether she's saying, I'm trying to decide if it's, well, but doesn't she say you're off the hook at the end too? Like, no, no, he, he does. Says it to but his father. does this mean she's saying, don't do the thing that requires you say sorry in the first place? I don't know. I think it could be either one, but either way, it's unrealistic. Yeah, that is not yeah. what love really is. Yeah. And that's not I a have mature heard relationship. That par- par- so many times, like growing up, not knowing where it came from. Mm-hmm. And like all the time thinking like, do you really believe that? Like how, what, what is, how can you believe that? Well, he makes the law review. I know nothing about lawyers, so I, I assume this is good. Yeah. Uh, he really graduates at the same time, right? What is that, what that was? I'm confused about yeah. what happens. And then they gave him like $500. I guess he like for an award. He had the yeah. finest oh. C senior essay. But okay. he was also like third, third was in the class. law review. Third, okay. No, third in his class oh, okay. at the school, which means that you you make the the, the law review, and the law oh, review is I just. I don't know what that is. My dad was think, in the, the law review when he he was in school. Is that like? It's, do you get a medal? Are yeah. you are you um, published? Do you get a pic- yes. picture on the wall? Like what? I'm happens? not. Exactly do you get a discount sure on ice cream in the local forever. ice creamery? I hope so. I'm not <laughs> exactly sure what what happens. I okay. just know it's like a good thing. If it's ice cream, then I'm going to law school. Well, in any case, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, he gets five hundred dollars. He hands her the money, and calls it her maternity award. Ugh. Right? Yeah, Mark. that was gross. Gross. Like, I mean, I, mean, I have three kids, and I was like, Ugh. that's and I'm, and also no. I was like, that's not enough money to raise a baby. Yeah. <laughs> or well, Here's I think what he means is you can stop. Honey, you can finally stop working the four jobs and 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 well, while you're my pregnant, pe- and cook my eggs for me every morning. Yeah, I this think is this is when really I start to scene. really hate the moo 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 movie. Okay. So, so close what happens next is yeah. that they have difficulty conceiving. He goes to the doc. He goes to the doctor without her. Doctor Shapley. Doctor yeah. gives him this very important news that she is dying. But he doesn't say of what? To him. Yeah, yeah, right. We have no idea what she's saying. But, but I she's think also not there. She's not there and they don't tell her. They I don't know. tell her. And so who wants to talk about this? Well, actually, according to my parents, back in the 60s and, and 70s and before for that, if a patient had a really serious illness that was going to kill them, like cancer or something, that they wouldn't tell the patients to so, so as to not upset them. And so entire families would know the person had cancer, but no one would tell them mm-hmm. because it wow. was it was seen as being like a a shameful thing to have cancer to have something like that was seen as like the shameful thing like like sometimes mental illness is seen today Mm. i'm glad you have context for that because i saw it and i sort of read it as like ethically the doctor was treating her as oliver's property yeah because i saw it too you know i think that you can read it that way i think that women at that time and i you know i meant to call my mom and ask her about this but i i think that women were seen that way at that time that you know, the husband was the head of the family yeah. and you would call and, and like, 
I'm going to have this very serious conversation about your body while you're not here. Well, also, I feel like there's an episode of Mad Men where this happens. Yes, yes. Where he speaks to her psychologist or her therapist without her. There's also an episode of Mad Men where one of his old friends has cancer, but she doesn't know. And no no one is telling her because that's not what you were supposed to do do back then. You're supposed to just let them die in ignorance. But it was like, ridiculous. it was like they were trying to decide whether or not to tell their cat. And again, you know, we're looking at this through a modern lens. But as a woman, it's very upsetting. The idea that any woman in any point of history now or then would not have that access to that information. Yeah. yeah. That, like, the doctor wouldn't tell her first that instead the doctor would call her husband and tell him that instead of her. And like, yeah. That just, it ticks me off so much. It just like makes me so irate about the whole thing. That he like, says, act as no- no- normal as possible for as long as pop. Right. Possible. So like, I'm going to be yeah. so normal. And I, and that's at that point, I was a little distracted by the news, not because like the movie did, like he was acting normal, but like how much time is passing? Like, how long are you keeping the secret from your wife? Yeah. Right. Like, and of course, what is she dying of? Like again, yeah. like I, I, I in my research it seemed, and of course they they talk about a hematologist, so yeah. maybe it seems like it's maybe I leukemia. was like leukemia, like yeah. a blood disease. Yeah. But then I'm also like, she's having trouble conceiving. So is this like one of those lady diseases but that that's we, what do, I was we can't too. talk about? Yeah, because like when we talked about beaches last time, yeah. and we mentioned that she had ovarian cancer in the book, in the yeah. book and they changed it in the movie, and mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking here. I was like. Oh my because God. ovaries are like, gross. She was going in and like having fertility testing done, and they noticed she had cervical cancer, and nobody fucking told her. Right? And I was yeah. like, how shitty is that? If yeah. Oliver but gave her HPV, has... yeah, that's right. Oh my God. Sleeping around with all the women that he did in college. Yeah. yeah, it seems like I think she had leukemia. I think so too. Um, but yeah, it's still, but it's like still... the fact that it was odd that they didn't name the it. The fact that the story is so not about her that they can't yeah. even say what the disease is what is she dying of who the fuck knows yep i don't know and then the other thing that pissed me off was when he finally does get home and they're talking and she's like did you talk to dr shapley and he's like yeah and she's like did he say that you were fine too he told me i was fine and i was like he i can't believe that i was with lauren and we were talking about that scene and she's like well maybe what they told her at the doctor's office was that they were both able they should be able to conceive yeah and yeah. like, and I, but I sort of like, I saw that and I'm like, no, they, they lied to you. Like, I, yeah. I didn't think yeah. they were like saying like, you can have a baby. And I think it's not fair to him either. Yeah. To make no, him no. carry that burden. Yeah. No. So the next morning she's making him eggs and he's like sitting there, you know, good morning. Yeah. These eggs are delicious and you're dying. I mean, he doesn't say mm. that, but he should. Yeah. And then he decides to buy her some tickets to Paris. I just felt like his desire to buy her those tickets and like going to all that trouble. It seemed very like kind of self-serving because at that point he's, she still didn't know she was sick. It's like he's trying to unload his his guilt. He's like, I'm sorry you never went to Paris. Like the things that he took away from her. That was my thought too. Like she's, he's taking her to a fancy dinner. He's buying her tickets to Paris, but he can't give her the dignity of knowing that she's got a disease. So he comes home with the tickets and she's like, nope. I'm dying. Do you remember that? Like, well, she said, she's like, Oh, are you trying to make up for the things that you think you stole from me? I think that's at the very end. Oh, that's at the very end. end. Okay. I'm like, again, though, she seems fine with the fact that he didn't tell her. Like she seems upset about the dying business, but not upset that he didn't tell her. Cause I'd be like, Oh, 
I shit in your waffle batter this morning and I didn't tell you. So <laughs> yeah. I tried to act as normal about it for as long as possible. Yeah. She she is upset with, 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 with <laughs> right. She is upset with Dr. Shapley, not him. She she is like, you know. I didn't get the sense that she was upset other than she was upset about the dying. I, I she didn't seem upset well, with anybody. Well, she did say he the, the his friend didn't bullshit me. Oh, that, okay, that, maybe that's, that's what, maybe what that's said. what it is. But still, like I'm like mm-hmm. I can't believe there's not even any like again, she will not inconvenience him with her feelings. Yeah. I know. I feel like she's a perfect I, woman in that way, I right. guess. Right. Like yeah. especially like I feel like up until this point she's been like half like a person and half like a fantasy woman, but mm-hmm. now like once she starts dying, it's all about like, you know, the fantasy of what, you know, the spouse that doesn't is still thinking of you the whole time, never resentful, never feeling bad that she's like that you're going to go on without her looking more and more beautiful. The more, the more the that more she dies. She yeah. Yeah. You know, it, wearing the scene, pure white nightgown and on yeah. her deathbed. The scene where he like walks her to the hospital though. I thought it was really, oh, I'm just like, what was so, what was going on with her health that immediately after you finish ice skating, she's like, this shit's over. And it's like, so, it right it's so like could you long. not walk to the curb a like, little closer like do we yeah. need to walk across the field of snow like she just said <laughs> yeah. can i get a fucking cab like pick her up and fucking carry her you've carried her across every threshold you've right. ever moved into pick yeah. the bitch up and carry her to the cab <laughs> like, oh yeah we'll get a cab to the hospital but let me cut three miles through this park first in the yeah, snow let's just walk all the way across central park but it was we just get like it just felt so <laughs> man- manipulative yeah. and so like and the music Music is now. swelling. Yeah. yeah. He does say in, in the hospital when he's talking to, to, to the doctor, Jenny's the boss. Yeah. And I feel like she's that's, not the but boss. I feel she's like that's something that men say to like appease women and be like, oh yeah, you're, you're totally in charge and you can I do like what, whatever what you want. I feel like that's what men say to and, underlings yes. to give themselves power. And, and, and then like he, you know, he wants to like help her and like, they're, they're like, it's going to take time. And he's like, I'm rich. Really, really, really. I'm like a millionaire. But also, like, yeah. I got the sense at this point that they're just like, there's nothing we can do. And that he's really just getting the money to, like, help her have a less painful death. Yeah. That seemed to be what yeah. was going on. Yeah. Or and maybe it, he's, like, putting her down. I don't know. <laughs> and he's, kind like, of like, needed how, the extra money for yeah, the Yeah, like, how much can I pay you to just kill her now before she gets ugly? Yeah. Oh my god. I just like I never understood what that money was for. Like, is it for her medical bills? Is it for like a special treatment that she's getting? Right. Because he says don't do it like make it make sure she doesn't hurt, is what he says. Because his dad asked him what it's for and he's like, Aren't they paying you at whatever law firm you're working at? Well, that's the thing is that now suddenly he's rich kid again and he goes back to dad for money, but he won't tell her my wife is dying. Like we'll not even let her in a tiny let him in a tiny girl in trouble which means like that. he was yeah. like oh you got to pay for an abortion like, right and yeah. i'm like what is this five thousand dollar abortion, abortion? <laughs> what is that well oh abortions were illegal at this they time were. right they yeah were. maybe yeah because yeah, maybe she had to fly to mexico to get but one. also it could have been like pay for the abortion and give her something to start on right yeah right. yeah and my my parents always called um diseases like this movie disease yeah because it like serves the story but you you, you, you it doesn't it doesn't actually exist like like yeah. there's no like disease where like all of these facts make sense 
I know. I was like trying to write down her symptoms and like the things that she says she about it. She didn't seem ill at all. It makes no. sense. Like she starts like losing her memory. I guess. Like, yeah. And she's yeah. like, I used uh, to know this thing about Bob. You know, have y'all ever, ever been on morphine? You don't know anything when you're on yeah. morphine. It's just like, That's like fair. you're not going to be able to. Right. Quote but she wouldn't have been able to coherently like, no, let him off the hook. Like she would have been like yeah. bananas. <laughs> It's Pillowcase. true. You know, it's like true. Like you cannot have a coherent conversation. Do you, do you guys want to know what Robert e- Roger Ebert had to say about, about I, I do want to know. He says in his review of this movie, he said Ali McGraw suffers from a disease whose only symptom is to make the patient more beautiful until finally dying. <laughs> <laughs> I want that disease. Like now-ish. That would be great happens. universe. Like, take lots of pictures, uh, everyone. Yeah. Just like so, Instagram okay, the like fuck the, out of myself. Bef- before the, the next scene is is like when he goes to the, the hospital to, to see how she's doing and mm-hmm. the, these this exchange happens between him and the doctor that I don't understand. It, Oliver says, always r- run, r- running the show and the doctor says she may succeed, and he says that fast, and he says yes. Oh I'm like, no, no, is- no, no, no! She said he says she wants the troops home by, by Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, and which then- I believe means she wants to die before Christmas. That's what I took that to mean. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I, I thought that was some kind of like weird old movie euphemism for instead of oh, saying God, she, I didn't get that. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she said he said that she wants to. She's ready to go. I think is what he's. Why saying. can't they just say that? What do they I have don't to like? Know. Oh God, I don't know. That is so vulgar. Death needs like to be discussed about more. Yeah. Like, yeah. The less we discuss it, the more like frightening it is. Yeah. And she says that her like do- the, her death is like falling off a slow motion, off a cliff in slow motion. So Only I, after a while, you wish you'd hit the ground already. Right, so I, right, I, I wrote. I'm just like, what does that mean? Is it like mentally harrowing, but you're not physically in pain? Like, like because yeah. like you would like falling off a cliff sounds really stressful. Like Maybe. why? Yeah. And she also, $5,000 worth of She also like related it. <laughs> She's like, I am so She's high like, right I don't now. I feel anything. <laughs> but she um, also compared it to like the falling in love with him. Was like, no, no, no. It was, he, 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 he did he that. that. Yeah. Okay. He, she, she said, it's like falling off a cliff. Yeah. Bullshit. You, you ne- never fall off a cliff in your whole life. And he said, yes, I did. When I met you. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> so you're like, like, I'm wait, so I'm sorry all, on my deathbed. You're like, com- you're comparing me falling in love with me. You're comparing me co- like, falling in love with me to dying. Slow yeah. motion. Fuck death. A painful you. death of falling off a cliff. Then we spend the deathbed scene with her absolving him of responsibility and saying mm-hmm. like, it's yep. not your Screw fault. Paris. Screw Paris yeah. and all the stuff you thought you stole from me. And I'm like, Boo. this is like, ups- like, I don't like this. I yeah. think like, she's yeah. saying it. And it's not, she's not saying it because it's what she feels. I think she's saying it because that's what he needs to hear. But like mm-hmm. also a man wrote this. So yeah. Right. Which like, if, you, if that were true, I think that would have, if I had seen that conflict, she seems totally fine. Like there's no resentment at all. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I, I, I wish I, I wish there had been like, I feel like if I was 24 and dying, I'd be like, this is suck. This sucks. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and she's not even conflict, angry. Yeah, like, there's been that conflict where she's like saying it, mm-hmm. but the subtext is I I regret not doing those things. That but, would have been heartbreaking. I think it was. It like sounds like a, like a compromise. And, yeah, and something else that yeah. seems sweet, but if you think about it, it's I'm not so sure. It's yeah. She um, told Phil that he could have a Catholic service, which is like, you know, nice yeah. to be nice to your dad, but it's also like I. 
you know, I'm get, once again having to give up like what I believe and who yeah. I am to yeah. for you, for the man. But at the same time, I kind of was okay with yeah, her I was okay with that too. And it's like, yeah, I, yeah. she's gonna be dead. If so. you and like, bury your child, and also Phil I mean, lost yeah. his wife and yeah. he's losing his daughter, and right. I feel like yeah. I, that seemed like something that she's yeah. like, I think he needs. I think it's, she said, it's, I think he needs this. I, it is yeah. sweet, and I feel but like why does she always have yeah. to be left being sweet? Yeah, women always have to accommodate for everyone else. From like, this yeah. scene on, I am grimacing. Mm-hmm. Just she, like you were, uh, she was. I was. I, she was sitting next to me. She was grimacing, <laughs> like noticeable grimacing the whole time. To myself, is this where this movie ends? Because then it just like goes. Because then there's like the twenty more minutes, and like it's not interesting. Mean, meanwhile, Hillary's like. Longer. Meanwhile, I'm eating my chips. Hillary's like watching this like, movie is over. like falling off a cliff in slow motion. Yeah, and Except then you just I want it to end already. It. I just yeah, like blacked out on. So yeah. Phil and all, all, Oliver talk, and um, that all, was a good scene. Oliver I'm not not gonna lie. N- yeah. nods at Phil, I guess, to say that she's dead, and um, because and nobody then can t- say says, it out loud. I know, right? And then Phil <laughs> says, "I wish I hadn't promised Jen, Jen, Jenny to be strong for you." I actually found him to be quite heartbreaking, yeah. mm-hmm. and I did tear up a little bit. I felt the, I felt the, I felt the little, the little tightening in my chest for Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah face. But just like, that was heartbreaking. Was like, I was just like, oh god. I, I mean, feel like that you don't ever want to have to li- like, outlive your child. Yeah, you don't. That's yeah. heartbreaking. I, I also, that's again one of those moments where I'm like, patriarchy hurts everyone because like these two men are experiencing Can't something like hug each very other. painful, very yeah. traumatic. Nobody cries. They did hold mm-hmm. hands, like Phil teared up a little bit, but yeah, they should have been able to hold and each they, other and they they like comfort each other and like for the other one. Yeah, they right. Both said they'd be strong for the other person. Yeah. And, like, and, and once again, she thing. was the one who made the decision to have them be strong. So we can blame her again You're for right. that. And then Oliver the leaves canoe. the hospital and sees his dad, his dad walking comes, in. And I'm, like, I'm like, okay, yeah. now yeah. they can make up. Like Jenny would have wanted definitely for them to make up right yeah. here and Oliver runs away because he's a little shit and he he's and I'm worst. like you obviously did not understand what your wife meant at all because he's like love means never having to say you're sorry and it's like no you idiot coming out of this his is mouth exactly, his dad what does that mean this is a, because his dad says I'm sorry about your dead wife and I'm sorry I didn't know because you're a dick and you didn't tell me and he's like love means never having to say you're sorry it's like you don't even understand but he says it what your wife saying. is trying to say angrily he says it out of yeah. like love means never having to say you're sorry like this really like spiteful like what is <sighs> what does he think that means he is the I, biggest I, douche I also, of all like, time see his father like his dad had to go out of his way to find out what the fuck was going on. Right. Yeah. And he like and comes up. Door, yeah. And he's like, stage. hey, I'm going to be here because I know that your wife is ill. And like he was too late, but he was late because you didn't loop him in. And he seemed so yeah. heartbroken. So heartbroken. Yeah. Yes. And the movie ends as it begins with him sitting in front of the ice rink being sad and the sad with me, the long, me, 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 with music. The music swelling being yeah. boring again being yeah. boring the long slow zoom mm-hmm. all right final thoughts on love story um i have seen this movie twice i'm not gonna watch it again yeah I because I, I love myself because <laughs> I love, love means loving love means your, loving yourself enough not to watch to this watch movie a third time yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! All right, so uh, today I have a little something 
different from nervous breakdowns. I listened to a podcast called How Did This Get Made? Um, it's I love this podcast. It's a couple of comedians, Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, and June Diane Rayfield. They watch movies, bad movies, and they talk about them. This particular week they had watched The Covenant, which is going to be like a long time past by the time this comes out. But they had watched The Covenant, which is basically like boy witches. It's a boy. It's a guy. It's hot guy witch movie I like from the early that. 2000s. I already want to see it. Yeah. Uh, directed <laughs> by down. Rennie Harlan, um, who has directed a lot of action movies and horror movies and stuff. And um, there's a particular scene in the movie where um, a couple of the male witches use their powers to blow up a girl's skirt. So what I'd liked then, then as they were talking about this and how grossed out they were by this on the podcast, um, Paul Scheer played an interview with the director, Rennie Harlan, about casting that woman. So what I'd like to do right now is play for you guys the clip, which sadly the YouTube clip is very bad. Um, I'd like to play you guys the clip um, and then I'd like to play you guys the interview and then I'd like to get your reactions briefly. Yeah. So feel free to react to it, but we're going to have more of a formal reaction to it after okay let's start with the clip itself are they betting on the color of her underwear that's charming oh gross what the fuck that was disgusting like was it supposed to be like funny take a listen to rennie harlan talking about the skirt flip scene this is from the director's commentary here you are facing one of those hardships of being a director imagine casting the girl whose dress flies up it sounds easy but in reality you do have to cast this kind of a part very carefully because the script calls for a girl who has a really attractive body and whose skirt is going to fly up. The script calls uh, for that? There's no agency where you can just call and order one of those things. You actually have to cast it. And uh, it was one of the most bizarre days of my career where I spent a day in my office with uh, about 40 girls coming in. His job just sounds so um, difficult. Acting that little part where they pretend to be reaching something over the bar. 40 women acting that little part. Skirt up. And uh, I felt very embarrassed, but at the same time, I knew that I would feel much Please. more embarrassed if I made a movie where when the studio first sees it and when you see it, you say, what's up with this scene? Why is this girl here who just looks like crap? So uh, I did my duty and found a girl who fit the part. Of- so, oh, are you fucking kidding me? So that's uh, director Rennie Harlan talking about his very difficult job of casting the girl with no lines and no face I'm whose just, skirt flies well, up and you see I her would butt. Ex- it's such a, a scene, difficult part to cast. A scene I, that disgusting must have been directed by someone just as disgusting. It sounds like an exploitative move on his part. Like, yeah. like you could have cast any, it, like it yeah. doesn't require that she have a nice body. It requires that she have a body. It's disgusting that that part was written, like that that's in the script. Like that's gross, first of all. Um, it's even grosser to hear him talk about seeing 40 women right. that day. It's like and you like, can't have, that, okay. Oh, so tedious. I just see 40 oh, nice God, asses. I to, right. 
I get it to a certain extent, but nowadays I don't understand it quite as much. This was 2006 or 2007. Recent enough that it doesn't make any sense that that was what you used. Because you can CGI things to make them look the way you want them to. You know, like you can take tattoos off of people's bodies. Like you don't need to see a person nude to know that they have a body and that they're willing to show it off necessarily. You don't have to know that their stomach is perfectly flat. But what about scars and well, stretch marks? Well, I, f- I feel like, frankly, the thing that disturbs me the most, besides the fact that this was even a part of the movie, like, it's mm-hmm. gross. Like, the we'll, we'll post a, a, a clip or something on the site, so yeah. uh, the Facebook page, so people can see this clip. It's gross, and the whole scene is gross. The fact that women had to audition for that part the, f- the thing that disturbs me the most, I think, is where the director, Rennie Harlan, in this in this commentary says, you know, I have this tremendous pressure to cast uh, this beautiful woman because the executives and you people are at, at home are going to look at her butt and be like, oh, why did you cast this ugly person in this movie? Like, I feel like that is, to me, almost the most disturbing part of the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. 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 Is that assertion. That's exactly what I think when I see someone who's not as attractive in movies. I think, how could you possibly cast that person? Like, it's not like my thought isn't as if my thought isn't. Why is this gross butt part in the movie? It's like my thought is supposed to be. Oh, oh God, her butt's like, not why sexy would enough. Want to see her butt? What was the right. director thinking? The other thing that's creepy about there's like like saying like, oh, she's too ugly. Like, let's say he cast someone that he hadn't seen their butt. Like that when that happens in real life, it's not about sex, and when it happens in that movie, it's not about sex. Right? They were just like, she's just an object. Let me yeah. show a butt right now because yeah. this bar scene's gotten too so boring. So it's it's kind of wild to me that he's saying like, well, I mean, this isn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be sexy enough if we didn't get a hot girl to show her right. butt. Yeah. It was it's like, not it's not about the script and the not story at all. At all. Yeah. yeah, it's a thirty second clip. Nervous breakdowns making your dreams come true. Okay, um, in this segment, Pull It Up, we just talk a little bit about some things that are going on, coming up for us, coming up for our guests. So let's start with our guest. Hi, um, I work, I'm an organizer for Lady Fest Atlanta. And for those of you who are not familiar with Lady Fest in general, it happens all over the country and all over the world for that matter. And we're a radical feminist um, festival that aims to provide resources, motivation, and inspiration for women and gender nonconforming artists. Uh, we also ho- we are also looking to m- inspire people to be mo- mobilized politically, uh, and this year Lady Fest Atlanta is happening May sixteenth through the twenty first, and different locations around Atlanta. If you check out our website ladyfestatlanta.org, you can get some more info. There we're also like updating the website at the moment, so there are going to be so, like more information forthcoming. Um, I'm I'm excited about this year. Yeah, it sounds yeah. cool. So what kind of artist's work is typically shown um, during this festival? It's, it's kind of, we have performance art and we have um, like visual art. We have like in the, I'm working on a visual art mm-hmm. like team and we've got like sculpture, photography, like there's some art videos um, and then like then the film portion is a like a separate like we have that's taking place. We're having screenings all over like Atlanta. Awesome. And um, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. So yeah. keep an eye out um, in Atlanta. Keep an eye out for Lady Fest. Mm-hmm. What are those dates again? May 16th through the 21st. Uh, we will have our festival schedule up 
soon. And I hope to see yeah. you all there. Awesome. So look out for the festival schedule this and month. And that's ladyfest.org. Ladyfestatlanta.org. Ladyfestatlanta.org. Great. Thank all right. you. Hillary, what would you like to plug this week? Well, Critical Crop Top <laughs> just finished filming the 80s dating video remix. Oh, my God. It was bananas. My gosh. When this great. comes out, we'll be, I think, well into editing it. Yeah. I but think it was it'll bananas. probably be coming out at the end of this month, right? The, the goal is, yeah, the goal is to um, have it re- premiere at some place at some point in yeah. time at the end of this month. Details forthcoming yeah so keep an eye out for that i play steve the muscle guy you can see me in my finest mustache looks really good i've seen it (laughs) maybe we'll post uh the original video yeah yep to the facebook page why not not? um and then i also have pyt's web show pyt's web show yeah pyt's web show that you can always web show find online at a critical crop top youtube channel or pyt's web show YouTube channel, POT's web show. POT's web show. Um, Sarah. Um, well, I still have my short film, High Grandma, is available on YouTube um, at Critical Crop Top. Um, and then I wrote a short about a, a woman who becomes a professional dick pic photographer. We're going to be shooting that. Um, Starring Hillary. The <laughs> n- n- next month, starring Hillary as the... Well, it'll be shooting this month when this comes out because oh, right. we're shooting it Eight. in April. Yes. Um, it's very funny. Time is so confusing. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> okay. So we have a very exciting announcement about Critical Crop Top. So we've been talking Ooh. about it. It's uh, Initially, it was we, we sort of put dipped our toe in the water with a YouTube channel. Um, but Critical Crop Top is now an official production company. So... Critical Crop Top Media, although we'll be going by Critical Crop Top. By the time this podcast airs, we will have a website, criticalcroptop.com. We're going to have a Facebook page. I believe there's going to be an Instagram and a Twitter. We're going to be tweeting. And a blog. And a blog. That's right. So there'll be a blog. We may be looking for some guest writers. So um, Critical Crop Top, it's uh, primarily, you know, Hillary and Sarah and myself, although we will be bringing in other artists, writers, actors, and other people to work with us. It's shorts, it's sketches, it's uh, podcasts. So the podcast, this very podcast will now be under that banner. This very podcast. This very podcast you're <laughs> listening to now. I had something clever to say and it <laughs> fell out of my brain. Um, but yeah, look for more content coming from Critical Crop Top. We're really excited about it. And I think there's going to be a lot of real cool things happening with that in the future. So yeah, criticalcroptop.com. Come check us out. Um, I would also like to plug my web series, The Mother Load, which is still available on YouTube and Vimeo and is now a part of Critical Crop Top. So if you haven't watched The Mother Load web series, um, please check that out. All right. So I think that's about it for this episode. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining thank us. You for thank you. You're awesome. Yeah. Um Thank you for slogging through this painful movie with us. Yeah. I, you know what? I really enjoyed the opportunity to ream it. With <laughs> <laughs> oh so thank you. And <laughs> on that note, uh, send, uh, please send your nervous breakdowns and correspondence to feminine mistake podcast at gmail.com. Visit us on the web at feminine mistake We are on SoundCloud. We are now on Stitcher and iTunes. So please subscribe to feminine mistake podcast. Woo!